many industries looking for talent to fill the job openings, it's prompted a discussion about what are we really hiring for? Are you looking for Mrs. Wright or will you settle for Mrs. Wright now? I just thought this would be a fascinating discussion for our experience builder listeners, because I know we're not the only ones going through this. Strong companies, lasting partnerships, powerful events. Welcome to the Experience Builders Podcast. Chris, how is Vegas? Uh, well, good to be back still. Um, just white hot pace of play right now. Um, we are uh, just still uh, off to a great start. You know, when we made the leap and reopened this facility, and it really is like like no other that we've ever had. The concern was the spend and will, will, will they come back if we reopen up here? So uh, we just had our, our meeting on Friday. We're six weeks into the first quarter and we've already blown past our, our Q1, uh, our full Q1 last year, 2022. And that was a great quarter. That was a great recovery quarter for us. So we're um, with, with, you know, pipeline stuff, we expect we're going to finish uh, the quarter at the end of March. Uh, we'll be up about 72% wow. year over year. And as you know, um, that doesn't come without hurting yourself a little bit at that, that volume, right? But it's great. I mean, all the things we're focused on right now are, are growth-oriented things. And, you know, if nine people out of 13 out here are are playing well with the with the process and protocols we have in place, that's great, right? We're, we're still, you know, they've been here three or four months, some of them. And so they're mostly in line with the way things yeah. are done, but that's just, yeah, it's re really, that's great. So, um, on a personal goal, my health and fitness plan, I haven't abandoned any new year's Let's resolutions go. yet, you know, six weeks, I'm still there. And then professionally, um, just couldn't be happier. So yeah, absolutely. Hey, I saw a picture of you on LinkedIn and a, in a forklift or uh, some sort of machinery on the floor. Yeah. Well, you know, so um, super glad I had 12 front office people certified last year on forklift training and I was <laughs> one of those, right? So, it, and inevitably um, when the materials, goods, shipments come in, I think we had, I don't know, like a hundred sheets of plywood that had come in, but right, you know, 20 minutes after the guys went out on, on, lunch break and uh so uh the accountant comes in and she's like um there's a truck that needs to be unloaded i'm like i, I got, got this right and uh so i happen to be dressed for front office zoom meetings that it take so yeah i'm out there and um vicky had come back out and she's filming and i don't feel like she was filming me to support <laughs> the look with the bot she was looking for a viral train wreck video to happen but um didn't know she was doing that until I came in, but yeah, uh, reminded that hybrid skills matter in 2020 more than ever. And that, that really so. kind of ties into our topic a lot, skill set versus mindset today. So absolutely when you're, I mean, we're, we're all dealing with the post pandemic hiring issues. What, 
what are you looking for? Let's just go straight out with it. What are you looking for? Skill set or mindset? There's pros and cons to both. We'll discuss those here in a minute. What are you looking for at this moment in time? So this is, I love this topic and I've had it with a dozen owner friends in our industry, um, which, which, you know, and what started out is almost half and half. Well, we, you know, we, I'm hiring a carpenter as example, I've got to have somebody that's got the skill, the skill sets or I am for skill sets, but you know, um, and we led into discussions about project management. Well, if I need an accounting person, right, they've got to have the skills in accounting, but the deeper the conversation went about what we really all need is employees that are going to be lasting employees. So I, you know, I'm, I won't bury the, the, the headline. I think you get offered the job based on your skill set, but it's the mindset you have, meaning do you embrace a company's vision? Um, do you, do you, um, look to, do you have a serve you mindset, not a sell you mindset? Are you, are you, um, a good impact uh, on the culture there? You know, the, I, it really, what keeps you employed is your mindset. So, um, that was, that's really what we, um, seem to be the consensus amongst, amongst those in the industry, uh, owners and leaders that I'm talking to. I want to set the table okay. a little bit though, Khalil. Um, so you know, the thing about the United States, and I've been in business for 35 years as an owner, um, there's always been an abundance of labor in yeah. the United States, always. I'm not saying we haven't had the ebb and flow of unemployment being a higher, unemployment being a little lower, but I mean, we've never experienced what we're going through today. Today, there are more than 10 million jobs available, and we have just under 6 million job seekers. In a few words, 40%, we have a 40% shortage of talent that's even looking for work. And we've never been there uh, before. Um, and, you know, whether we have been in a recession or we're on the verge or what your definition is, you know, it is usually the U.S. economy will experience recession after a period of rising interest rates. And, you know, right now, and not to get all, you know, economic policy <laughs> wonky. But right now you've got the, the Fed aggressively trying to slow down the economy and under, slow down inflation. And they're doing that by actively raising interest rates um, frequently. It's every quarter for the last 18 months. Um, and they're trying to cool down the job market, yeah. that demand. Um, and, but here's what's happening. The job market is not mm -hmm. cooperating. I mean, so we saw all those... Um, those government interest rate hikes uh, in 2022, and we still added 4 million new jobs in 2022, which it, that actually is keeping us. It's a, the good thing is it's, it's fighting inflation. So it's a lot, you know, it's not allowing us to sleep, slip into a recession. Um, however, um, it's, it's a problem and it is, this is not a bunch of people. Let's be clear. This is not a bunch of people that just haven't come back to work after pandemic um, because they just got used to staying at home, the, the, you know, and, and they're just waiting to come off the sidelines. Man, you know, there is a lot of really great data for a lot of different reasons, demographic reasons as to why that that work, that those time men people are not yeah. coming back. So anyway, so as we're all in many, many, many industries looking for talent to fill the job openings, 
it's it's prompted a discussion um, about what are we really hiring for? Do you hire, you know, are you looking for Mrs. Wright or will you settle for Mrs. Wright now for certain positions? And, you know, or Mr. Wright, Mr. Wright. And the answer is, um, you know, those that have made, you know, hires because in the moment, um, I'm hearing, you know, six to nine months later, those people are gone. And so what are you really, you, you've got to have somebody that, Yes, they have to be skilled enough to do the job, but they have to have the right mindset to want to come yeah. in and learn and contribute. And so that really, I just thought this would be a fascinating discussion for our experience builder listeners, because I know we're not the only ones going through this and, uh, and everybody is, is there. So what, how about you? What, what's your thoughts? Man, on, it's, it's so, it's so hard out there. Um, I think what you're seeing, especially on the coasts, you know, I, I live in the central United States. Labor's fairly cheap compared to the coast. You can still hire people at, you know, $35,000 a year for a entry level position. And on a lot of, in a lot of places, that's not possible. You're looking closer to 60,000. Uh, and so I think there's this really interesting spot of the entry level white collar worker who is, you know, yeah, maybe has a college degree, but really doesn't have that much experience. And you're having to bring them in at an entry point that's just really high. You add on payroll, benefits, all the stuff, it's really 25% higher than that. And so it, it becomes very difficult to find the right player uh, at that entry-level white-collar position. And so there's a lot of different options out there. I think that one, you've got to hire really, if you're going to go skill set, you've got to go all in on it. It's not just, oh yeah, the guy has a degree. No, you've got to know that they've got to be the A player that's going to really take on the workload because of their experience and capabilities of two or three people almost because they're that good. So yeah. that, can I ask you a question? So you're, I agree with what you're saying. And yet you get this great skill set, tons of experience, has the specialized skills for whatever that might be, a CAD operator, a, a master carpenter, uh, the extra degree financial right. person, but they're disruptive yep. to your culture. Their mindset isn't, hey, I'm here, I'm good, I'm the best at what I do, you know, this is what you're paying right. me for, not to sing kumbaya with everybody else. So, so my point is, what, that then, so what's the play there? It, it's so challenging. You know, something that I've had a lot of success with and I know a lot of other people are, I actually just had a conversation with uh, a guy named John Matzner on Twitter, if you want to follow him, J-O-N, uh, and then Matzner, M-A-T-Z-N-E-R. Really fantastic guy. This year, he's planning on hiring 45 individuals that live overseas. And it's really fascinating. Mm -hmm. They've got that immigrant mentality. And if you ever had a chance to work with someone who's immigrated to the United States, the, the, the mindset is absolutely there. And they are just ready and hungry to go and get it and to make some money, to work really hard, uh, to pour everything they have into their job because it's going to provide for their family and the new opportunities. Uh, that they can have from the work, but he's hiring people all over the, the world. You know, if he's hiring someone that's doing coding stuff, it's in Eastern Europe. He's hiring somebody that's more service oriented. It's in the Philippines. If he's hiring somebody that's more, um, you know, needs to be local hours, uh, to here, he's hiring in South America. He's having a lot of success doing it. Uh, so really fascinating. Obviously it's not for a job, but like in your space, Chris, where you've got to be building the booth, that's not going to happen. But for somebody that may is doing, you know, invoicing or billing or working inside of software or answering the phone, 
um, those those roles can be sent overseas. And that's, you know, if you can't find the talent in the US and you can't find this, the mindset in the US, there's absolutely people overseas that are willing to do it. And oftentimes at a fraction of the price. So that's an interesting, an interesting play that may not be uh, accessed by the industry that much. So see, you're right about, so some of the front office positions um, we've learned um, can be done remotely. Um, I think one of the things we worry about is the impact on culture. What do I say to that 62 year old account executive who, you know, still works, you know, 50, 60 hours a week and uh, doesn't understand why the 31 year old, you know, purchase order generating accounting clerk or the, or the designer um, gets to work from, from home. And yes, while they're working on a computer, you cannot deny there's an efficiency when you're all in the same office and can have, you know, five, you know, three minute right. pickup meetings about a project. And it is more, but a um, couple things that, that um, to, to your point about, um, you know, if you've ever worked with people overseas, so there's a lot of discussion right now that um, in this shortage, this, this talent shortage, which is not going away anytime soon, immigration is one of those things that may be able to positively impact and solve this problem. And I think, I think every, and I'm not getting political here. And for those <laughs> listeners yeah. that want to get ready to climb through the screen, I mean, I'm a registered uh, independent for the last 11 elections. You know, I'm a father of daughters. I sign the front of paychecks. I probably lean more conservative. I like tight money, strong defense, clean water. I don't know if that <laughs> makes me, but Human. I can, but I can tell you, um, <laughs> yeah, I can tell you that, um, I think everybody can get, uh, our, our, our ancestors yeah. immigrated, right? We're immigrants. So I think we all want, you know, I don't want, you know, 3 million people a year sneaking across the border and I don't know anything about it. You know, I think that I think there's a right way right. and a wrong way there, but um, it was a, there was a fascinating discussion in one of our uh, industry advocacy uh, meetings about um, what's happening on Capitol Hill. So we have one political party, right? The Republican Party has always sort of claimed the mantle of being the pro small business yeah. party, right? And you're seeing a lot less of that in their identity now. Whatever they're saying, you're not seeing it in their actions. And as a guy that just lived up on Capitol Hill for three years, um, and we did get some support, but we were seeing a lot of, I was personally, I was seeing more support from a lot of the, my, the Democratic elected officials during pandemic. Um, and I get it because Republicans didn't want to spend. But my point is this, Club. Now what we're seeing is that party's identity is shifting towards, um, you talked about that, that white collar or that, 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 that the, the blue collar hustle and muscle worker. They're calling it the blue collarification of the Republican mm. Party, right? So now, um, as we think about, uh, you're, you're hearing a lot of discussions saying it's okay to not have a four-year degree. You can support your family with a great trade skills job, or, you know, um, how much does your, you know, your plumber yeah. make? How much does the company that repairs your air conditioning unit? These guys are making six figures, but I. I think in America, we've always thought you had to have that four-year academic degree. And I think there's a shift there. And boy, we could sure use that shift in, a, in the trade show in, in business events industry because we know the aging population on the show floor, you know, 
it was already, they were retiring and many disappeared during pandemic. We know that the younger generation under 28 has never really heard of us or considered us as a, as a career opportunity. Um, this is the time. I'm ready to call Mike Rowe at Dirty <laughs> Jobs, Khalil, and say, help me with the trade show industry, Mike. So um, anyway, I, this is, um, so as we're all hiring back, skill set, mindset, I, I think the, um, I was sure we were going to get half and half. And, and I think what we're all learning is it's skill sets that get you offered the job. It's the mindset you have that's going to keep you employed at that company for the long term. Would you, you agree? I think something to consider is, you know, really what we're talking about. It is mindset, but at the end of the day, the mindset is a value, right? You come into that company with, with yes. the right values. And so if you look at skills versus values, which one's easier to teach? It's always easier to teach the skills, oh. right? If I said, hey, you want to learn how yeah. to jump rope or you want to learn how to drive a forklift, right? It's, it's a, okay, how do you do it? You go, you watch some YouTube videos, you go, you get a certification and you learn the skill. How do I get you to have a better mindset? Maybe we need to go to therapy. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but that's a much more, it's a Tough very difficult thing. Tough to teach. So if you can find the right people with the right mindset, then you can teach them the skills, right? And but that that that's an investment on your part as an employer. And so, you, you know, you you still can run into the issue where they don't learn the skills well, right? Or they're not. There's no quick. There's no quick solution for there's either really one of those. But right? I mean, I think that skills are ultimately a, a little bit easier to work with from my standpoint. If somebody's got the right mindset, shows up every day, wants to be there, wants to learn, wants to grow and improve, is bought into the vision of the company. We can teach them how to do some stuff that maybe a skilled person needs, right? But that requires a really good culture. It requires if if we're going to really have people of those values, everybody's got to be on the same page, and you can't just expect one hire to bring all the the mojo, so to speak. You've got to have it all no, in, inside of your culture. So I so some of the some of the notes I took while I was talking with owners. Um, you know, I'd ask a question, you know, make the argument for skill set being the main criteria yeah. for hiring, right? And so here, you know, this is this is what we were hearing. We know that certain positions require specific skills, right? Carpenters require specific skills. Project managers require specific skills. A designer in our industry requires specific skills. Accounting, so I, I get that. Uh, some positions just demand a certain level of experience, right? The job skills, um, some job skills cannot be learned academically. Man, our master carpenter in the back here, if you're not, I can put an intern or apprentice with him, but I'm telling you, they are, um, I can't sit them in a classroom and, and teach them. What's the, I love that expression. You can't learn to ride a bike at a <laughs> seminar, right? You just, get on you the have bike. to, you have to, it's got to be, there's got to be on the job doing in order to perform at a high level. Uh, and I think it's not just carpentry. I think business development is, is that if you're in sales. I think, I think if you're in the volume project management game, and that's a different volume project management. I got a guy sit in the next office, you know, who joined us a few months ago. I said, how many uh, projects, uh, you know, so for us, an exhibit build project is everything from the actual build and the logistics of getting it moved in and out in whatever venue in whatever city uh, in October. He managed 26 projects in October. 
And when you think about that, you go, I mean, so a volume game is, is, is much different. I also think in our industry, Khalil, a big part of what we do is crisis management. You've got to have had some experience um, when we're out on the trade show floor and, you know, projects have anywhere between seven and 14 variables that you have little to no direct control over. All you can do is respond and be ready when some of those things go sideways, right? So you do have to have some experience to have the, the, the true skill set. Um, it, it's tough to do that first time out. I think the work environment and the conditions the job will be performed in may also require past experience in those conditions. For example, you know, we talk about trade shows for, for candidate to be successful. You, we live, when you move in and move out shows, you're living the carnival life, <laughs> right? It happens at nights. It happens on weekends. Um, and if you're not used to that, um, it can be very disruptive to your family life, uh, or just to an individual who's just not built for that. So, uh, again, I think everybody that I'm speaking to in, in our industry, right? They nod and they go, um, yeah, you got to have the right skill set, whether it's situ situational experience or environment or, or, or trade skills, but ultimately it's your mindset that's going to, that, that is going to allow you to be successful over the long term. And uh, so that, you know, leads us to the discussion about, um, okay, make the argument as, as to why. And once you really, you know, I, I hope our listeners, they're talking with their, their coworkers and their managers about this, because I think once you did drill down into it, and I've had people go, I need guys on the floor and you got to be an IND installer and you have to know the exhibit systems. No way you can tell me skill set's not the most important thing. Um, okay. But when they're disruptive, when they don't play well with others, when they're offensive in front of, uh, in a client facing environment, right? Just because they could be the greatest assembly person or mm -hmm. installer, um, doesn't make them, you know, the, the, uh, they've got to, they've got to understand what the business is trying to accomplish. I need critical thinking skills. So much of what we do in our industry is not defined. I, it is if I'm making, you know, on this right now, my laptop is sitting on a custom counter. Building that to specs, yes, matters. But um, when those guys in the shop right now are building framework and the client's product shows up and we have to integrate it, and there's no blueprint for how to do that, right? You got to, and by the way, what if that happens on a Sunday, the day before, you know, an event is opening. So problem solving skills, we've got to have more than just those task oriented mm -hmm. doers. Right. So I, I, so I think that's it. I think a lot of us are, I, I'm looking for somebody that does not need to be told what to right. do every day. I don't care. Well, what and I think what, what's, what's happening, unfortunately, is that, you know, if you're used to hiring based on skill set, you've, you kind of let people manage themselves in a, in a sense. You expect them to know exactly what to do, how to do it. And while, I mean, you, if you're if you're only hiring for skill set, you're probably having more trouble than someone that's hiring for mindset. And if you're going to start hiring for mindset, you've got to have some different systems in place. Like you need to have a really good training process. You need to have like direct one-on-ones with a good manager yes. who does, who is experienced. Maybe that's yourself. You know, you've got to have really good systems in place that somebody can follow. Um, and it's going to take a lot more attention to detail, but you know, that's the, that's what's going to have to happen if you are going to have to start hiring 
mindset people rather than skill set people. And that and you need and and Kalu, I need I need to be able to sit down with a person on a Monday and talk about here's what's going on this week. And it's one step to download and they've internalized it and they get it and they can add value in, you know, in the in the job duty way, but also in other ways. Because otherwise, if I have to be coming to you every two to three hours to reset what, okay, here's what you got to do next. You got to do next. At some point that hurts your business and it hurts the clients and the client experience. Well, I think there's a really good analogy for this and it's climbing a mountain. And so if you're, you know, you're the business owner, you're the general manager, whatever it is, you've climbed the mountain several times up and down. You know how difficult it is, but you do know the route, you know what to avoid, you know which direction not to go, you know how you place your hands in a certain spot when you're climbing the mountain. You've got the essential gear that you need to go. I, by the way, I have the falling down right, mountain that you've, down you've, to you've, a skill. You've, like I've, I can lead yeah. my friend. Yeah. You, you, you can fall with grace. So not so much on where to put your hands on your way up the mountain. Well, and I think with the, with the skill set people, when you're climbing that mountain, you, you don't have to, to guide them that much. You're able to tell them, Hey, we're climbing this mountain today. We're going down this route. And then they can go ahead and go. And with the mindset people, you've got someone that's super excited to climb. They're ready to climb up and down, up and down, up and down but they need you there. And I think that's the, if you have an issue with mindset people, it's because you have an issue with being there. And the great thing about the investment in a mindset person is that they are gonna go up and down 50 times for you, but they need you there for the first five. And if you can invest, it's gonna take more time. You're, you're gonna be busy with that person for a long time, but it's, that time is gonna reduce over time. And then you're gonna have someone that's completely bought in that is going to stay for longer than six to nine months, maybe even longer than six to nine years, right? But yeah. that that cost will go away for you, not just the the time the the money cost, but the time cost. It's there in the beginning, but maybe not there in the end because they know how to do it. They become that skilled person. Do you think it's possible anymore for for? And I don't want to use. We had Michael McMahon on a a, a few weeks ago in. Uh, you know, he, I lo- he, he made a correction. I said, so is it possible for, I was about to say, for a younger person to, to come in with an outlook of staying six to nine years at a company? And, but Michael, he said, you know, if we're going to do what the world does, right? And we're going to label people younger. This, I, what he, and I like what he said, let's talk about people that are the early stages of their professional development, right? Of their, of their career building and their reputation right. and development. So I was always taught, Khalil, to go in with a three to five year outlook. It was, it was long enough that an employer felt I was a safe hire, right? Because I had a good a mindset of not churn and burn. What can I get? And how much am I being paid in year one? And if I don't like it, I'm out of here in a year. I'm seeing, I see a lot of resumes. I know you do too, right? Where it's, uh, you've been there 10 months. You've been there 14 months. You've been there 15 months. But as an employer, in it, you know, as an employer, I think, um, I know it's going to take that it's, we're going to be investing that long in a person. So if they're looking to be out of there or they have a track yeah. record of self-extracting quickly, um, that makes a decision yeah, that impacts. It absolutely. Decision, and it should impact your decision as a, as a hiring, per, uh, you know, business owner, general manager that's hiring. It should impact. You don't want to have to go through 
turnover every 10 months, like that's ridiculous, right? Yeah. But I think, you know, the way that I approach hires, there at a base level, there has to be good compensation, right? Like if you're not allowing people to, to live, uh, you know, at their means or above their means, then they're not going to stick, stick around. So let's just, let's assume that you have compensation down. I think that you need to have challenging work for them and meaningful work for them, right? So if you have a really good vision and their work is a part of that vision, they're going to feel some sense of meaning in their job. And we all want that. We want to do something that we feel like is making an impact, that we can see a tangible result, uh, and that makes us feel good about what we're doing. And if, and that's not going to be the same year in and year out. And so if you're keeping someone on the same exact type of work just as a robot, that's never going to be meaningful long-term. It might be today, it might be next year, but maybe not longer than that. And then at the next time, at the, at the next step, they need to be challenged in their work. They need to be continually growing. And if you're helping them form that narrative inside of their job that, hey, I'm going to provide you with a new challenge. I'm going to give a new challenge to you next month. Hey, I need you to start taking responsibility for this. People want to have that sense of ownership in their role. But if you're just giving them the same task over and over, there are people that love that, that find their meaning and their challenge in that. But for the most part, especially with the younger crowd, like you mentioned, that doesn't look like they're staying that long, provide them with opportunities for growth, opportunities for challenge, and help them to see meaning in what they're doing. That's, that's what I would approach. So how do you uncover, how do you uncover mindset when you're interviewing? Well, again, it's a completely different approach. I mean, you what have are, to, there, if you're, a, if you're is, hiring is, for mindset, you've got to interview for mindset, right? You can't sit there and inter do the same interview process as you would with someone with a skill set. You've got to make sure that you can see their mindset. I think one of the best ways to do, you know, is really on the job interviews of putting them in real situations where it's maybe it's a trial job or something like that, where you can really get a feel for what they're doing, right? Maybe it's a shadowing experience. Maybe it's, hey, we hire you under a trial period for two months. You know, I've, I've heard people yep. do that. Absolutely. You know, it's funny you say that. So, so we had two people interview yesterday for here um, for carpenter positions. And uh, they made it through the, I call it the initial smell <laughs> test, right? The part, but the part two is you're coming back for, for uh, a day within the next week and we're going to pay you for the day. We're going to pay you well for the day, but you're going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to have you build a, a yeah. custom counter. Right, we'll have the materials ready for you, but we're going we're gonna to have you do it. We're going to see how you do it. We're going to see how long it takes you to do it. We're going to see if, you know, your product's going to show us if, what, if you care about fit and finish. Um, are you going to ask 100 questions? Do you already know what to do? So, but to your point, throw, you got to put them into the deep end of the pool and find out if, if they can swim. Yeah. Um, when we were hiring for, you know, accounting and finance positions, our CPA would give them a test. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know that Indeed, right, which a lot of people use, actually has tests that, you know, people can get scored. I'm amazed at how many people in, in, in the past have applied and never bothered to take those, those tests. Um, and they're not, you know, but it basically says, are, you, are they average? Are they above average? Are they exceptional? Are they, do they redefine? Well, at, at the same point, like, yeah, you're amazed at the amount of applicants that don't do the test. I think we should also be amazed at the amount of people that do interviews and don't really put much thought into it and don't customize it to the person and don't customize it to the role. It's the same exact process for each and every position. 
and they're expecting yeah. great results. <laughs> it's just, that's not how it works. Yeah. Same, same thing for the applicant. You don't fill out the job test or certification or, you know, put a good resume together. You shouldn't expect stellar results. You know, you, I think you, you mentioned a, a minute ago about, you know, maybe there's like a trial and plan yeah. period or the, I think it's more common than not in our industry. There is a 90 day introductory employee uh, employment period. And some people don't call it that, right? You don't want to say, well, wait a minute, are you telling me you're going to fire me in 90 days or, but I, so when we extend a written employment offer to somebody, it says your 90 day continuing employment meeting right. with me, it, the date is literally listed on there, the date and the time. So, and what I always say when I'm, you know, when I send the employment package over is, um, look, I want us to be able to have an informed conversation about how it's going. And you just can't do that right now. If you're, if you're not from the industry or even if you are, if you're not from our company, I mean, I think we're just kind of a different business model. So, but man, when I sit down now and we have that, okay, so let's talk about it. Almost every person uh, says, man, I see why you waited 90 days to have mm -hmm. this conversation because holy cow, I, I've been out on the show floor 10 times and I've been work, working with the guys in the back and I traveled down to Miami and, you know, slept in the hotel with, you know, six of the crew that traveled in and, you know, just really got to understand what, what this is about. And it's always great when they go, I'm, you know, I love it. I'm hooked. I'm, but it's amazing what you learn about your own company too. And, and, uh, yeah. I think we're, and so by the way, I, I, I do think that, um, he said skill set you can trade for mindset. The, 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 the test is you've got to, You've got to be in, you've got to get out there and be in it. And then we can, so how are you right. reacting? You go, you know, this is really, I had no yeah. idea that what you guys did, um, it really is project management on a whole nother, I thought it was just going to be a boot, <laughs> but it's, I mean, we were at a hotel in South beach and it was built in the fifties and we had to unload the tractor trailer to street because the crates wouldn't fit in. Uh, the kitchen hallway, which was the only way to get to the freight elevator. And by the way, we had to share it with the food guys and we had to share it with, and it's, you know, no one told us it was going to take till four o'clock in the afternoon, just to unload our stuff. We started at eight and you know, what is it? Mark Twain says, when you carry a cat by the tail, you learn a lesson you can learn in no other way. I, here's your cat. I, you're going to get, yep. you're going to get scratched Absolutely. up a little bit. So um, I think, I think that, I think it was Steve Jaw or no. Jeff Bezos that was quoted with the um, uh, the line, advertising is the expense you pay for an unremarkable brand. And I think that in a similar vein, that turnover is the price you pay for an unremarkable culture or work environment. And I think so many times, you know, people might be complaining that it, it's the skill set people that keep on leaving the jobs uh, and you can't keep them around. You can't, you can't just find, you can't find good people anymore. Right. But there's good people out there and there are skilled people there are. out there and somebody's hiring them and somebody's getting to, them to stay for longer than 10 months. What are they doing that's different than what you're doing? So I will, you know, I, I, I think I'm like an old school guy, right? So I'm, 
painfully aware that I have to change and evolve as a, as an owner and as a leader. Um, you know, there was, we used to have a training program and it, it was 90 days and it was the same for everybody. It didn't matter what you, yeah. you know, now it's a catered experience. Yeah. It is, um, that I have to be willing to bring them in and make an investment. Um, for, I think the norm in our industry is at least for six months and you're not going to know for six months. And by the way, mindset also is, are you a person willing to come in and try new things Absolutely. and, and try these different jobs to learn better, understand what we do? Um, cause I think that's, a, I think that's a big part of it. So I, I mean, so I, anyway, as we, we try and kind of pull it together here is, so the question I think is, why did I start this going? thinking that skill set or mindset has to be either or isn't it really it absolutely both? is both it, i mean it is isn't it i would say a big fat yeah. yes to that and absolutely both honestly i think that if if we're I, if i had to choose one i would have to choose mindset just and yeah, all those skill sets fantastic there's so many times that like you're looking at someone who has this resume with senior such and such and then you I mean, how many times have you hired someone like that? And then it's like, wait a second. Like, how did you get that title? Like, no company is equivalent in any shape or form. It's every company is unique. And just, you know, senior com senior title at some company is <laughs> maybe junior or less intern at another company. And so you you never know what you're getting. And I think I, it has to be both. Um, but at the end of the day, I would choose mindset. I would, and, and I would agree with you. I mean, skill set gets you hired. Mindset keeps you employed, but mindset is what's going to get yeah. you promoted. Mindset's going to get you paid more, right? Mindset's not about your job outlook. It's about a career yeah. outlook. And so when your direct report supervisor or bosses see that, trust me, they, my experience is most people want to promote from within yeah. first. So if you've got that can do, will do attitude, if you're able to understand the vision as your, your, your leadership, the executive team lays it out for you and you can internalize that and you go, okay, I know what I'm, I know the duties and the tasks I'm hired for, but if you can do things to add value in other ways to the, to the greater good of, of the mission that's been laid out, really, I promise you're, you're never going to be looking for the next promotion within your company. They're going to come yeah. looking for you. And so, um, and, and, in this work environment, where we're 40% down on the number of people that are even applying for jobs. This has never been more true. I do think there's an opportunity to get there faster, maybe than the traditional path of, I remember I worked in the financial service industry right out of college and they go, and you know, they go, well, you're really just very talented and keep this up in 10 years, you're going to be on a management track. And I'm like, and I just remember thinking 10 years, <laughs> I don't want to invest 10 years. So, and I know that, um, a lot of the folks that are just entering the workforce in the last five years, nobody wants to hear that you have to wait, right? I know that, but, um, I think, so that's part of what you look for when you, when you're looking to match up with the right kind of company, as you say, Lil, you want work that's meaningful. Yep. Um, but you also have to go in, um, with the serve you mindset. It's not all one yeah. way. What? What can I contribute to this company? I know you're going to make an investment in me. Here's what I'm willing to do for you. Man, I would, be, I would run to yeah. candidates that have that mindset. I think that's, um, again, there's that word mindset <laughs> again. So 
Um, and, and by the way, have a great mindset if you're a little thin on the experience and yeah. skill set, right? Uh, you know that if a company's, you know, are you willing to train and coach me up? I'm willing to stay. Um, and, you know, let's talk about what that would feel yeah. like as, as, as for you as, as risk and in a return on that investment you're going to make in me. And let me, you know, if they go, well, you know, I expect you to die of old age with us if I invest a year. Well, that's not yeah. fair, right? So, but what is fair? And I, anyway, that's an inspiring conversation to have if you're young and yeah, you're interviewing for a job. For sure. So, well, I, I think there, there's several different approaches you can take to the hiring, but skill set and mindset absolutely play a part. If you can find both, then you've found an A player. Um, but if it all else, you know, all else fails, I think you have to go mindset, in my opinion. What's a takeaway for somebody that's listening to the episode here? They're, they're in need of hiring. What's something they can go and do? I think, I think right now more, more than I would have thought before, um, it's, you know, it's, it's understanding what that mindset, it, it, it really is. I think it's not either or I think they come in an order there, you know, the skill set. when you write your job description and you post your ad or you're interviewing, you know, the, the, the duties that you need that person to do. So it's very easy to identify the skills needed, but man, I would spend more time thinking of talking to that individual and saying, you know what? I noticed that you're, um, you've been out of college for five or six years. You were at this company for two and a half years. You were at another one for three years. You must have really had to overcome some things in those environments. Talk to me about what that is. And let me, let me get a sense of how you make decisions and, um, what you look for. If this is all about, you know, how much am I going to get paid and what's my vacation time? And, you're going to let me work remotely from home, right? If all you hit, so I would, I would encourage um, employers to um, change the interview experience a little bit to make sure you're getting to know somebody and um, what floats their boat, right? What, what, what does excite you in terms of what, what dragons have you slayed in the five years you've been in the workforce or the, the 10 years? Why'd you leave that place? Um, can I get an honest answer out of somebody? I think, those, I, I mean, we, you've, you, you're going to know quick enough about, about the skill set, but I, how are you going to approach your job? How are you, I need to get a sense of you, if you play well with others, right? I think these are the things, Khalil, that um, need to be sort of front and center as we're, we're picking our yeah. bench. I, I would yeah. say definitely, like just along with what you're saying, one thing you can go and do is update your interview process to, to match and to, to account for the mindset aspect. And I think maybe even if you're not at that step, I think even before that is really defining that mindset. What are the values that are a part of your culture that you want employees to walk in with? And what do they look like in action? If you can define those things very, very clearly, it'll make that interview much easier for you to do, right? So that's, that's one thing that I Absolutely. think you can go and do. Well, we've covered quite a bit today, Chris. We've, we've talked about the pros and cons of skill set, the pros and cons of mindset. Uh, we, we are both in agreement that things, you know, the, the job market is crazy right now. There are way more open jobs than applicants available and things are going to have to be done differently if we're going to succeed. And if we want a players that are going to last longer than 10 months, we've, we've got to start changing the way we do things, but also changing the approach that we take to hires. Um, so mm -hmm. Lots to think about there. I, I think to summarize, you need both. You need skill set and mindset, but I think the priority is definitely mindset above. So, um, 
No, I would agree. I pre- listen, I appreciate you. I know this this came up a few weeks ago when you and I were just having a random conversation. So I appreciate you letting me unpack Absolutely. this. Um, and, and it was great to talk with the owners that, uh, I did. And we're all, um, it's a balance everybody's aware of. And, you know, it makes us now think about our cultures, right? right? It's not enough to have, uh, skilled folks and, and hopefully with the right mindset, but, um, we're still not keeping either one, you know, either group, if we're not creating a, an inspiring environment to work in and like you said, treating them fairly and, uh, and paying them well. Absolutely. Well, great. Well, maybe we'll get a hiring update in a few months and see how see how it's panning out. Absolutely. In the meantime, you can check me <laughs> at uh, dressyguysonforklifts.com <laughs> forward slash um, hybrid skills matter. Right? <laughs> That's great, man. Hope to see you on the fore- forklift more often or maybe less often if the hiring goes All right. <laughs> Yeah, take care, up, Chris. Man. See you on the next one. Thanks for listening to the Experience Builders Podcast. Check out our website in the show notes or visit crewxp.com to learn more.